0: Hi, I'm Jelana Kusi, co founder of Leonidas Audio Productions.
1: Hi, I'm Joshua L. Belmonte, the other founder of Leonidas Audio Productions.
0: And we're here to talk to you today about Anchor.
1: Anchor is a wonderful tool for old podcasters and new podcasters alike. All you got to do is gather up your files, and Anchor does the rest. You can add your own intros, Anchor even has royalty-free music, and you could also edit your audio files on the fly.
0: My favorite part is how they take your podcast and they distribute it a bunch a lot of major podcast platforms.
1: Such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, you name it, Anchor does it. So why not join Anchor? Do it now. Come on, just do it. Yeah, just do it. Calm down. I'm just so pumped up about Anchor, baby.
0: Well, I wish you'd get that pumped up for me.
1: Anchor! Do it. it today.
0: Give it a try.
1: Would you go back in time to look at a previous relationship? See where you could have done better? See where conversations could have been had that you could have maybe held back on your words or said something differently? Tonight, Arthur Raggio doesn't have that luxury. On this episode of Merchant of Death, we're going to examine the most important aspect of Arthur's life, his relationship with Abigail. We'll see from the beginning, with flashbacks in the present day, of the beginning, the ups, the downs, and the possible end of their relationship. And also, Arthur has to deal with the ramifications of last week's shooting. This is going to be a big episode, folks. Tune in
2: and have fun. Little boy, what in the heck are you doing with your life? Kid, do you realize you're heading down a dark path, hanging out with kids like Antonio Pizzuti? He's no good, son. (sighs) Why are you protecting Antonio, son? Is he your friend? Think about it. If he was your friend, Why hasn't he returned for you? Hmm? Listen, son. You're going downtown with me if you don't talk. Tell me where that guinea bastard was heading toward.
3: Officer, why are you bothering my brother?
2: This little monster, your brother, was running with that guinea hood. Antonio Pizzuti. These two must be in some kind of cahoots. Ain't that right, kid?
3: Well, you're sorely mistaken, officer. My brother was trying to buy our mom flowers, and that Antonio kid was probably trying to steal them.
2: Is that true, kid? Did Antonio steal your bouquet? Hmm.
0: It's true. I just didn't want to say anything because I was embarrassed.
2: I'm sorry, kid. Sometimes my temper gets the best of me. Antonio has been a thorn in my district. Listen, son. If you see Antonio, and he's up to no good, find him. Okay? Will do, Officer. Fucking pigs.
0: Hey, miss. Thanks for saving my ass out from that jam. My question is,
3: why did you do it? To pay you back. I know who you are, Arthur. How do you know me? You saved me from Matthew O'Halloran's bullying in fourth grade. I couldn't repay you enough.
0: No thanks needed. I was just doing my part. I hate him out anyway, and I hate bullies. I'm sorry to tell you this,
3: but I forgot your name. Well, I'm shocked and hurt, Art. Wait. I'm just kidding. My name is Abigail. But you can call me Abby.
4: I heard you killed Robinson. Good fucking job, Arthur. But I got some bad news. What is it? You were right. The intel was bad. It was a bad hit. Robinson Carver was a civilian. I should have listened. It's too late for that, Antonio. Even worse news, Arthur. Arthur. He was... Spit it out, Antonio. Arthur, he was related to Daniel Jacobs. Are you fucking kidding me? Even when we were kids, what did I fucking warn you about? To always think ahead and check my next move. My brother said that too. Now what? What is there to be done? Nothing so far. It seems like we were played. What was the name of your supposed inside man, Antonio? Mikey. He was feeding me intel. I think now I'll be more careful. My life is fucked thanks to you. I hope you're happy with what has transpired. I'm ruined, Antonio. No, you're not. He doesn't know who did it. I think he assumes it's a hit from the remnants of the Freeman gang. You're probably in the clear. Probably doesn't give me a lot of relief, Antonio. Listen. Calm the fuck down, Arthur. I don't know who you're talking to like this. Think... I used to look up to you. Look at you. Well, you are, and was is a power-hungry fool. Can't realize his own folly.
0: I'm never hiking with you again, Abby.
3: You say that today. But when tomorrow comes, all I have to do is give you the puppy eyes. And you'll come right back.
0: Oh yeah? What makes you think it'll work?
3: Well, you've been saying you won't hike with me past two weeks. And look where you are now.
0: Damn it, you got me. I should have known better.
3: Well, Arthur, for some reason, you can't seem to stay away.
0: I just thought... It was nice to be away.
3: I hate the city. Do you still hate the city now? Yeah, I do. (laughs) I do have to ask, Art. Don't call me that. I forgot. I'm sorry. Arthur. I was going to ask, what will you do with your life?
0: I was thinking about being a peanut farmer. Maybe grow old and have tons of kids. Then I'll get fat.
3: I'm serious, Arthur. What are you going to do?
0: I don't know. I thought I could just travel the earth and just find myself. You know? What about you, Miss Goody-Two-Shoes?
3: I haven't had a chance at doing... Well, anything. I just want to be away from my mom and dad. I want to find out what it's like to live.
0: We're not so different after all, Abby. You're going to miss these hikes and talks.
3: Wait, what do you mean by that?
0: Nothing. I'm just kidding. I don't like hiking. I hate heights, and I prefer an ice cream or maybe a movie.
3: Are you asking me out, Arthur Reggio?
0: Will you say yes if I did?
3: I'd have to think about it. My parents would have to vet you thoroughly. Nothing I
0: fear more than your parents. Is your daddy still mad about? It? He's
3: still fuming. What were you thinking when you and Antonio went into my house? I wanted to see you. And
0: definitely the only one, too. I wanted to be in your parents' house. It sounds like you have a crush. I don't... I I do not have a crush. I just think that you're really fun to hang out with. You're the only one that I love to share activities with.
3: Name one thing that you do regularly that doesn't involve thievery. Come to think of it, I love baseball. I, I usually play baseball with my friends. Including that idiot, Antonio? Hey, don't insult my friend. I'm sorry, it's just... I don't get how someone like you is friends with someone like him. Someone like me? Someone nice. Antonio's treating me good. I can't complain. He may treat you nice, but can't you see he's leading you down a path?
0: You sound like Officer Turner. Maybe you should listen to him. Antonio is the only friend I got. If I leave him, what do I have left? You'd have... I thought I'd have more time.
3: Arthur, what's going on?
0: I'm going away for a bit. I, I did something bad, Abby. Promise you'll write to me. I will. I'll see you around, Abby.
4: One bud, please.
2: Is that you, Arthur?
4: Officer Turner. You've gotten old and fat.
2: Still the same old shithead I see. (laughs) How's everything been? Mm, Not too bad. I got only two weeks before I retire. I do need a new knee, though. Chasing after kids like you for decades will do that.
4: Well, maybe you should have let some
2: of them go. You still haven't changed. (laughs) Listen. I know I was hard on you as a kid, but... I'm proud of how you turned out. You are, kid. You turned your life around and became a war hero. I can't think of anything more noble than that. What's so noble about
4: killing another human, officer?
5: Hello. Welcome to Cagney's Movie Theater.
4: I'm Miguel McGuire. Is that you?
5: Arthur (laughs) Raggio. I haven't seen you in a long time. How are you?
4: I've been alright. Could be better. Why? When you do a stint in juvie like I have, your perspective on life changes.
5: Is that where you went all those years?
4: Yeah. It's why I ran from you that day at the lake. I did something wrong and I had to pay the price for it. But I was hoping to pick up where we left off.
5: Well, if this is your idea of asking me out on a date, Arthur, you need some work.
4: (laughs) Is that a yes?
5: (laughs) Yes, that's a yes. What do you want to do?
4: Let's go to the movies. Get some ice cream.
5: Oh, how romantic. I'm going on a date at my workplace.
4: It's all I could afford.
5: Well, where are we going for dinner then after?
4: I heard it's pork chop night at Cash's Diner. We could always go there. Oh, I remember what you told me. What did I say?
5: That you never miss pork chop night.
4: You know me too well, Abby. And you still know me too well, Arthur. Call me Art. Why are you following
6: me? Who says I'm following you?
4: You've been following me for two blocks. I had nothing to do with that boy's murder. I didn't know him.
6: Maybe I've been trying to find the best place to look for groceries, or I'm looking to see where you use your veteran's discount.
4: You're going to ask me something I don't know the answer
6: to. You could be right about that. Or I'm trying to find the best coffee shop in this neighborhood.
4: Are you really going with that?
6: Yeah. I'm hankering for a coffee. Maybe I need to buy another for my company. So, you going to
4: ask me something or what?
6: Did you have anything to do with Robinson's murder? And be truthful to me.
4: I did not have anything to do with that boy's death. Are you
6: happy? You don't seem so broken up over it. I
4: barely knew the boy.
6: Barely? You fucked up, Arthur. How? I can tell when someone is lying. What gave you away was you kept touching your nose. A telltale sign of a liar. What now? So you do admit to the murder? No. Get your affairs in order then. My boss will be paying you a visit. Personally.
4: You saw what I did to Herbert Freeman? Yeah. Tell your boss he can meet the same fate.
6: You're one cocky son of a bitch, Arthur Reggio. At least we fulfilled the prophecy. Which was? The next time I see you, we would be enemies. Enjoy your last hours, Arthur. What did you say? I don't need to repeat myself.
5: Sweetie? I have some news for you.
4: I have some news for you too, Abby. Abigail McGuire, I've never loved anyone as much as I loved you. You were my best friend and confidant. The moment I met you, I knew you were the rest of my life. Abigail, will you marry me?
5: Yes! Oh yes, Arthur! And Arthur, I'm pregnant!
4: Abby, I'm home. Where's Sarah?
5: I sent Sarah to my parents' house, sweetie. I made your favorite meal, too. Just wanted to spend some quality time with you. It's been too long.
4: It's been too long, babe. And you make pork chops with risotto. Smells lovely.
5: (laughs) We haven't had a nice dinner in some time.
4: Yeah, since coming back, I haven't had 5 star go meal cooking. Like I did in the service.
5: Well, this is probably my masterpiece. Dig in, sweetie.
4: That dinner was a great baby.
5: I'm glad you liked it. Do you want a beer?
4: Yeah, I could go for a Bud Light before we listen to Life for Plenty.
5: Arthur, we need to
4: talk before we listen. Sure, babe. What's going on? What is all this?
5: Sweetie, when you proposed to me, you told me... I was your best friend and confidant. Lately, I, I feel like this isn't the case. How and why? Don't react first, sweetie. Just listen. Okay. Babe, do you take me as gullible? I mean, someone who's easily fooled.
4: No, I don't.
5: I want you to be honest. And I want a straight answer instead of some whimsical lie. Okay.
4: Okay. What do you want to know about?
5: I know about the hotel murder of that kid, Enzo. You came home with bloody clothes, and I put two and two together. And I know that last night you were by the restaurant where that poor boy was murdered.
4: I can explain.
5: I know that Father McCory hasn't shown up in weeks, and that he was last seen with you, babe. Tell me what happened.
4: I work for a garbage company, babe. You know that, right?
5: Babe, I really wanted to believe that lie. I wanted us to be a family for Sarah and to have that spark again. But in my heart, I knew what's been going on. Our apartment getting attacked opened my eyes.
4: What's been going on then, baby? You seem to know more than I do. Uh,
5: There you go with that biting sarcasm again. That's... How I know I caught you in a lie. When I met you, babe, you always used sarcasm to hide a dark truth. Well, today's no exception. What do you want me to say? That you are the so-called merchant of death.
4: Merchant of death?
5: It's what the papers are calling you, baby. I know what happened at the restaurant. How you didn't return home. I know everything.
4: I work. For a garbage company.
5: Uh, you keep spoon feeding yourself that malarkey baby. You believe your own lies now. Please tell me what's been going on.
4: Do you really want to know the truth? Yes! I am this merchant of death. And I've been behind a lot of mayhem that's plagued the city. I killed that poor boy last night. Arthur? Why? I don't know. All I know was that I needed cash for you and for Sarah. I needed to provide for this family. I needed to. To kill people. I don't know why or how it came to that. But I know in my heart that I'm not the same person that left in 1941.
5: We haven't been the same since I lost Margaret.
4: Don't bring her up. You promised you wouldn't bring her up.
5: Arthur, you have to face the truth. We lost our firstborn. It was an accident. No,
4: it it wasn't. It was your fault. I told you not to. I told you not to stress yourself out.
5: Arthur, I miscarried. I didn't do anything to cause that. We lost Margaret. Say her name.
4: No, I can't. I just...
5: I can't choose. We lost a daughter. You need to come to terms with that. And you need to turn yourself in to the police.
4: The police? Abigail! I can't turn myself over to the cops. If I do, we lose everything. Arthur,
5: what do we have? We still live in the same apartment. None of the furniture's been upgraded. And Sarah doesn't even have a crib. Face it, Arthur.
4: I made our lives better. Don't you see the little subtle changes? The way folks react to you in the neighborhood. Before you used to struggle carrying groceries up the apartment. Look, you got kids and adults lining up to help you. Arthur, they do that out of fear, not respect.
5: I only kill people who deserve it.
4: They were bad fucking men, Abby, who dug their own graves.
5: Is this how you justify homicide, Arthur? And what about Father McCrory? He was skimming money from the church. And just how do you know that? Antonio told me he did. And you believed Antonio without looking for proof? Do you understand how insane this all sounds? Babe, you murdered men admit that
4: they all deserved it abby
5: that kid enzo was only
4: 21 arthur he barely lived his life he knew the mistakes of getting involved in this life how dare you lecture me right now arthur
5: i am trying to save our family from ruin
4: if you turn yourself in now you can cut a deal they don't cut deals for murderers, babe. Also, who would I turn to? The whole department's corrupt. Detective Tom Stone...
5: He couldn't solve a case to save his life. Arthur, he knows it's you. The only thing keeping him from arresting you are his bosses.
4: And how do you know this?
5: He paid me a visit after the restaurant shootout. He thought you'd be back home, but you weren't.
4: Where did you go, Arthur? I went to a stash house to hide. I didn't want anyone coming after you.
5: I would believe you, Arthur. I really want to. But I have to ask one more thing. Who is Angela? Who? Arthur. Who is Angela? I don't know who that is. I swear I don't. You speak her name a lot when you sleep. So be honest with me, babe.
4: What's going on? Look, I had a moment of vulnerability. I let my guard down. And I... You what, Arthur? And I slept with her.
5: But why, Arthur? Am I not good enough for you anymore?
4: She's nothing. Compared to you, baby. Don't
5: you dare call me that right now, Arthur.
4: I just wanted to feel loved, Abby. I needed an escape. She gave that to me. Don't you think I wanted that too,
5: Arthur? I wanted to feel safe. To feel validated. To feel loved. Arthur, do you still love me? I
4: I don't know anymore, Abby.
5: Well, if you don't, at least James does.
4: Say that again!
5: At least James still finds me beautiful and doesn't treat me like shite!
4: Yeah? You are going to cheat on me with that Melanzana?
5: No! I wasn't! I even turned down his advances! Arthur, where are you going?
4: I'm going to confront this Melanzana and I'm going to tell him to fuck off! Arthur! James! James! Get your black ass out of here.
7: What's wrong with you, Sarge?
4: You're trying to put the moves on my wife. My own fucking house, James. Hard. Admit what you did.
7: Yeah,
4: I did. My man, I trusted you with my life, with the life of my wife. Did
7: you really love your wife, Arthur? Because I know what you've been up to with the Martino's.
4: What I do is none of your business. Got some balls. Trying to fuck my wife.
7: She turned me down, Sarge. Calm the fuck down.
4: The fact that you brazenly tried is enough for me.
7: And you don't realize your aggressive tone is pushing your wife away. Arthur, you're going down a spiral. And there's nothing I can do to pull you out of it.
4: Are you trying to make a point? You betrayed my trust know about how you feel about her, James.
7: Yeah. I always liked her in this miserable shit heap of time. She was the only thing worth staying for. We were almost together until she reunited with you at the movie theater.
4: Yeah? Well, sorry for ruining your plans, James.
7: Man, you don't get it. It wasn't a scheme. It came from love. The world changed you all. You don't even know what love is anymore.
4: At least I went to the war. James, I know you ran off.
7: Yeah. How'd you know?
4: James, your war stories were filled with more holes than a Jap corpse. I knew you were lying. The moment I came back... Just... Tell me why you ran.
7: I was scared, alright. I heard stories from the papers about the Philippines and Midway. I couldn't fight an enemy that didn't hate me. Like folk do here?
4: James! You were my friend!
7: Oh yeah? If I was your friend, why am I getting paid less to do the same work you do? Getting paid less money to perform murders that you couldn't? Explain that to me. I... I... Yeah. I thought so.
6: Look at this, boys! Dinner and a movie. Looks like I stepped foot on the set of a Manhattan melodrama. Now you two. Drop the pea shooters, or I'll have the gang spread your brains on the sidewalk. Get in the car. My boss is waiting for you, Arthur. And me? You stay right there, Blue Bolt. The boss doesn't want to speak to you yet. Now, Arthur, did you get your affairs in order? Yeah, I did. Good. Step into the car. The boss wants to speak somewhere more intimate.
2: We have a lot to discuss, Mr. Raggio. I want to know why you killed my nephew.
1: Merchant of Death, Episode 8, starring Aubrey Poppleton as Arthur Young Arthur, Sharon Grunwald as Abigail, Vladimir Lawrence as James, Stefano Reindeers as Antonio, and Ira Niemacht as the radio announcer. Guest starring Gary Scales as Officer Turner, Thomas Silas III as Emmanuel Burton, Carrie Shaftons as Young Abigail, and Richie Ammons as Daniel Jacobs. We hope you enjoy tonight's episode. We hope you have a good night.
3: Thank you.